Welcome to the Two Tunes Podcast. <laughs> Welcome in a world where there's two tunes. Only two tunes. And we're podcasting about it. What's I'm up? Bo. I'm Brandon. Um, this is Two Tunes Podcast. Oh my god, Jesus Christ, <laughs> stop. You're first. You know, um, it's funny, you weren't talking to me. What? You were talking to that cord. Yeah, <laughs> when I said, oh my god. But you said it right after I said that thing, so it's like you were talking to me. Okay. Whatever. You're lame. Finish your story from last week. No, no, I'm going to finish it in the mid, in the middle. <laughs> Why? Because it leads into the, the next, Wait. my song. Well, as people are hearing this, but not as we're recording this, Yeah, I will have just been on a road trip. On the road again. Me too. Guess I where mean, I'm going? Um, You're going to see the the Trash Pandas. Trash Pandas, baby. Yeah. Going to Rocket City. Yeah. We're going to do it a straight drive. Okay. It's like a 12-hour trip. Yeah, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It is that bad. I, we're oh, going to leave at like 2 in the morning. I, I know it's bad, <laughs> but like when you've done it, you're just like, eh. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Because we're trying... So we're going... We're going on the 5th. There's a game on the 5th and the 6th that we're going to. Mm-hmm. And the 5th, we need to get there early because it's bobblehead night. Yeah. And we want to get there for the bobblehead. Um. So we're going to leave. I'm going to try to convince Mike to leave like maybe like midnight or something. Um, so we can like it's too early. What are you talking I'm, about? I'm yawning. I have to get there at like five o'clock for the game. So wait, I'll, wait, I'll, like you're going to leave the game at midnight? No. You're going to leave for the game. For the game at midnight. Yeah. That gets us there. If we drove straight through, theoretically gets us there at noon, right? But you got to factor in stops and whatever. So if that gets us there at like two wouldn't mind like checking into the hotel or whatever so we'll see but we're going there and then we're gonna stop we're gonna hit up kentucky on the way back and go to some distilleries cool so i'm excited about that so more to come about that after it happens and then i'm right into like tech for a musical i'm doing how often do you do musicals Um, besides your own the one at school i usually do one a season at allenberry um keystone theatrics uh, typically the summer show, one of the summer shows, just cause that's when I usually have more time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've done a couple of spring shows and I'm doing a spring show in spring of 24 cause it kind of falls into the open times that I have. So this season I'm doing two shows. I don't think I've done two shows a season before, unless I did the year I did spam a lot, which was a spring show. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would do more if I had time. I would do all of them if I had time. I like doing shows, especially from my side of it, because I'm I just come in like last minute. <laughs> you enjoyed your pit playing experience, right? Yeah. Was that your first one? Or Not, first one like as an adult? And first one. Nah. Define adult. <laughs> well, like <laughs> above eighteen. Yes. Yeah, like you weren't in school or in college or whatever. Like you were. Okay, then no. So you've done some. Well, no. I mean, I guess I did one in between. I, I did Greece for my high school, mm-hmm. but after I graduated high school, and I think that counts. It, it was it was it might have been before I was in the code. No, no, Is that it was, what got it, you the gig. You're like, guys, no, no. I knew that. Guys, I, hold te- on, hold technically on. Technically, I knew that. I diff- can play those magic changes <laughs> like a boss. <laughs> no, that's how I got the gig for this. I'm like, I'll do guitar part two. It's really easy. Um, but actually, both guitar parts are 
pretty easy. Hmm. Um, no, I, so I played Greece for my high school that I went to mm-hmm. um, years after um, I went there because I knew the director mm-hmm. because me and the director went to school together. Mm. Um, and then I got my, a, a, a coworker, a previous what was the, coworker. What was the name of your high school? What? What was the name of your high Gerard school? Gerard High School. Gerard High School. The yeah. Fightin'. Yellow Jackets. Oh, I was going to guess. Oh, you, I didn't know you wanted an answer. Didn't want the an answer. The Gerard Yellow Jackets. Yep. Interesting. And the most Is famous. Is there a meaning behind the Yellow Jackets name? I don't know. It's a B. Or it's a Yellow Jacket. Sure. I don't know. Uh, the most famous Yellow Jacket. Gerardian? No. Mark Belukas. No, that is. Uh, did you ever watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Um, I'm aware of it. When she goes to college, he he is her boyfriend. Oh. He was also in a Whoopi Goldberg movie. And he was also in uh, Night and Day with, uh, with, with, with Tom Cruise yes. and, and Cameron Diaz. Yeah, he's, 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 with he's the third. He's the and in Night and <laughs> yes, Day. Yes, he's the and. <laughs> if, if, if she is night and, and, he is and Tom day. Cruise is day, then Mark Belukas is and. and. Um. Yeah, he's in that, and then um, he's been in a couple Kevin Smith films. Nice. Anyways, he's he's the most most famous. I'm disappointed I didn't get to get. I never would have got Yellow Jackets. Yeah. Have you watched that show? Yellow. Oh, like the mo- the, the show. I, I watched the first season. I haven't watched it at all. I hear it's really really good. The first season was was pretty cool. Um, I don't have Showtime. Oh, is that what it's on? Then yeah. So I had I had to watch it. <laughs> I had to watch it. When you get that like free weekend from Comcast or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh dude. Speaking of shows. Yeah. Everybody's got to get on like the FX Hulu train. Like. Okay. They killer stuff. Yeah. Atlanta. Donald Glover show. Yeah. Incredible. I haven't seen anything. It's incredible. But I know it's good. You got to watch it. Uh, Rami. Okay. With Rami Youssef. You know. Great. Amazing. I've never heard of it. That's really good. Uh, Oh, there was a fourth one. You oh, only Dave. Named, you only named two. This no, but I have there. four in mind, and I knew okay. what the third one was, but I didn't remember. So okay. Dave. Yeah. Uh, about Little Dicky. Yeah, yeah, The rap, like, yeah. great show as well. Mm-hmm. Only gets better. Uh, and then the one I most recently, well, actually, technically, I most recently watched Dave, but the one I just finished that I was made me think about this was The Bear. Yeah, yeah. Dude. Yeah. Have you seen The Bear? No. So good. It's only two seasons. I, I want to, okay. Uh, they like just dropped the second season all at once, like a couple weeks ago. I hate that, and that's, um, that's kind of one of the except, issues. Except with the strike. I, except I did kind of binge it though. Mm-hmm. I did like, I kind of watched it over a couple days. It's they go quick and like, again, like just really, really well done, like well written, really fascinating, interesting behind the scenes of what it's like to be in like the restaurant world, particularly like in the kitchen and stuff. Like just really, mm-hmm. really cool, really well done. But those four shows all from fx and then also hulu they're kind of partnered and whatever but just really really incredible i would highly recommend all of those to everybody so check them out very cool um yeah so you're not going to tell your story yet no in between okay because then it'll lead in cool my first yeah i don't know where i found out about found out about these folks saturdays at your place is the name of the band uh from kalamazoo michigan no, no, hey, hey, it's a Michigan show. <laughs> there we go. Today's sponsor is Kalamazoo. Michigan. What uh, ECHL team is in Kalamazoo? I have no idea. Kalamazoo Wings. 
Wangs? Wings. Wangs. Uh, this is their bio. You ready? Yeah, go for it. Saturdays at Your Place is an alternative emo band from Kalamazoo, Michigan, period. Their sound consists of both heavy and twinkly guitar parts, comma, group vocals, and hard-on-sleeve lyrics, period. That's it. That's the whole thing. That's all she wrote. They've got 20 songs, maybe. They've got an album from, I think, 20... 2021 when does it when did this come out i can't find it oh yeah 2021 says lp1 is a combination of ideas and situations we explored as a band throughout the past few years and then sophomore release coming late 2022 so what i'm the song i'm playing for you is from an ep uh which just came out this year so (laughs) lp2 didn't happen in late 2022 i guess this is maybe that um so this is called uh, Always Cloudy is the name of the the um, EP. And then the song is called Tarot Cards, although they put a little different emphasis or emphasis when they say tarot cards in it. But yeah, and I'm not sure where I found out about these guys, but like I really, really dig their sound. And now, again, another group that I found that I just want them to release more music. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool to listen. I went back and listened to that first album, which is good. Um, but it's kind of cool to hear like the progression of their sound in the last couple of years. Like I'm guessing that album was like, it looks sort of like it says like a mismatch of different songs they've been working on. Maybe some of them had been recorded for a bit. So I also tried to get this on vinyl and it sold out. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping they press more. So I reached out to both the band and the record label. I was like, you guys going to make more of these? <laughs> Cause they've both been posting about it, about like, Oh, it's sold out. And I was like, I want, I want one. The record label got back to me and they're like, yes, but also we might have some extras after we kind of ship out. Yeah. What we have. Sometimes they, they don't like the numbers don't actually aren't. I, I, I see people like, Oh, we're sold out. And it's like, Oh, I found five in my garage. Right. Yeah. And it's like, how did you not know that you had yeah. five extras? Or like, and even well, though they're like limited to 250, like they did, they did two different colors of vinyl and each, yeah. each at 250. So, so yeah, I was like, cool. Keep my eye out. But yeah, you want to play it? Yeah. Fifth wave emo. Is there? Yeah. I like the bass sound. Uh-huh. This is a day of good bass lines. This episode. <laughs> Quit sucking up to Rich. I'm just saying. <laughs> that was actually a point I wanted to talk about. Turn it up a little bit. These guys are on No Sleep Records, by the way. Just shout out to them. Here comes the title of the song. They're pulling out the tarot cards. Tarot. Tarot. It has to. It works. I like the singer's voice a lot too. Stories. 
feels like the end. Mm-hmm. But it's not. <gasps> Spoiler. Now, on their first LP, yeah, on Bandcamp, it's listed the drummer and the bass player are both main vocals and you can hear the difference between like the two singers for sure okay um this one feels more like they just it's mostly the one guy they're also now their picture is like a three-piece yeah so maybe i don't know if it's not the same drummer or it's just went that direction i don't know Their Instagram is just three of them as well. As we record this, also, they're just going out on like a little two week tour. Anywhere near us? Uh, no. Uh, actually, yes. They'll be in Philly on the 1st. So we're recording this on June 29th. And they'll be in Philly on July 1st. Mm hmm. Which is what? Sunday? Saturday. Saturday. Mm-hmm. I can't go though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a little mostly East Coast. So it's Buffalo, Brooklyn, Philly, Pittsburgh, and then like a little Midwest, Louisville, Indy, Milwaukee, Pontiac, Michigan. Pontiac. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, I really dig them. Again, I want more music because I like all their music. They just don't have. We got a little bit. That's okay. Like these young bands. Dude, there's been a lot of good music coming out the last few weeks. Have you heard the new Origami Angel? I heard uh, Fear, f- what, something. Like, But they released yeah, yeah. an album. It was an album? I yeah. heard one. No, what I heard, never mind. I heard the song, um, sorry, it was somebody else. Never mind. <laughs> it, it, it was, um, crap i can't think of the name i mean they they had dropped like a couple singles beforehand so maybe you'd heard that one of those or both of those maybe but, i don't know so like let me just real quick let me pull up my spotify because there's just been, like in the last few weeks there's been a bunch of stuff and like some of it um you like miss you know what i mean mm-hmm. it just doesn't show you or you just don't know um off-road minivan great band i'm gonna talk about them at some point they dropped a new album uh, Tyson Motzenbacher, who we talked about last week, mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's in a group called Telephone Friends. They just dropped their debut. Abby Holiday just released a Audio Tree Live. Um, that's a band I'm going to talk about. It's, a, it's an old album, but it's like new to me. Yeah. Uh, Home Is Where, who we've talked about, they just dropped a new album. Origami Angel dropped a new album. Sammy Ray released a new single like a few weeks ago. Like It's just been like a bunch of good stuff. Wow. So it's exciting. Wow. Pine Grove, who we talked about back in May, they dropped a live album. So, yeah, anyway, Saturdays at your place. Check them out. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Do you like them? Yeah. I dig it. I dig it. Like, you like fifth wave emo? Fifth wave. <laughs> I keep laughing at that. 
I need to know all the waves. There's five currently in the fifth wave. Are we? Okay. But one of my students makes that joke with me because he was in the class the one day when the girl was like talking about Green Day being emo. And I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mm -hmm. And then that was also, I think, the same class where I said that they're punk rock. And then my one student, I don't think it was the same conversation, but he was arguing that like punk rock was not rock. I'm like, Mm -hmm. but it's in the name. Like it's a sub genre. (laughs) Like what are you talking about? So anyway, what you got, dude? I got my my buddies in the suicide machines. Yeah, they're my friends. Mm-hmm. I dig them. Cool. They're cool people. Are you yeah. gonna tell your rest of your story now? Well, in a, in a in a roundabout way. Okay. So, um, my first. So let I, if if you don't know, I'm weird. Mm-hmm. Um. So obviously, the first time that I heard the suicide machines was in Tony Hawk pro skater. Nice. So, but that was a song called new girl. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that, that game had four songs. Okay. If you played it enough times, you've heard these four songs a million times. Okay. Imagine if they got paid for every single stream mm-hmm. or every single play. Um, I was just, uh, office ladies podcast. The one where they, yeah, it's the two ladies from the office. And they talk. They go over each episode. Mm-hmm. They just did the episode that had the cold open with closing time. Okay. Which do you know what that song's about? It's uh, it's about giving birth. Yeah, it's about his 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 child, his born. child, his wife giving birth, and then also like taking her home from the hospital because yep. she was in the NICU. I thought that was really fascinating. But one of the things that they talk about on that show or on the podcast is like how much did stuff cost or like. Yeah, yeah. The rights for these songs, or mm-hmm. we couldn't get that song, but they wanted this song, that kind of thing. And so they paid, I think, $25,000 mm-hmm. for that song. And they're like, that always seems like a lot of money. But then you think about it, and it's like, how many times have people watched that episode of The Office? Mm-hmm. Imagine if that guy even got a penny. Yeah. He'd, he'd have millions mm-hmm. just just from that. So like that's like, it just reminded me of that. With your well, when it's like, on network TV, you get money. But when it's on streaming, you don't. I don't think so, though. I think I think that twenty five thousand dollars covered. There, there's there's a part of it. So there's there's a back end to it. Okay, but only for network television or or cable television as well. Right. Because um, I know there's things like with the writers and like this is a whole yeah part of this. Like the the, strike the reason that the the strike is happening. One of the reasons that the strike is happening is because like you could work on a hit show mm-hmm. and be set. Yeah. But if you're on like a hit Netflix show, yeah, you ain't set. Right. Because there's there's no it's re- almost residuals. like back in the day of of recording music they'd pay you 200 bucks to come in and lay down the guitar parts on this elvis yeah. album mm-hmm. which then goes on to make yeah, yeah, yeah. you know i mean that's still billions, ha- that's, but, that's still happening yeah but your 200 dollars that's all you get oh, so yeah. it's kind of like yeah. i i think it's kind of the same though with the music rights thing yeah music you rights get, is pretty you get a flat fee and then that's it for the most part. But anyway, sorry. So these guys were on Tony Hawk Pro Skater. They were on Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Um, this song, High Anxiety, was on Tony Hawk Underground 2. Oh. I don't know what... I what, know this song. Yeah. But like, I... I sorry, because, Rich and, and others. I just... Suicide Machines, while I've been aware of them, just not... I have not listened to. I, I, okay. I'm now intrigued to listen to more, and I will. Okay. But... So, like, that's where I heard them. Uh-huh. But, like, when I joined the code, I think within our first... Like my first tour with them, mm-hmm. we played Detroit, and and Ryan, their drummer, came out, 
and I didn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. I, if you said the Suicide Machines, I wouldn't know who they were talking about. Yeah, even though you knew that song. Probably. Yeah. yeah, like I'm so oblivious to everything. And then we got on tour with them, and like they, the, the other guys were like, "This is a big deal." I'm like, "Who are these? I don't know these people." <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, um, so we go. It, flash forward to i think 2003 Mm -hmm. um and we go to we're playing a club and the club is attached to a bowling alley and then i know rich was a part of this i don't know who else was but like they're like hey we're gonna play some bowling come on and join out Mm -hmm. so we're playing bowling first day of tour like made us feel like family immediately um them and the other band which is against all authority so like we became really really tight Mm -hmm. our our, those three bands and that's that's why mark now manages them Mm because like they're like family to us. Yeah. Um. So I knew I've I've known them since that tour, and I'm not really. I mean, I'm a fan of theirs, but like they're my friends. Yeah. Like I don't I don't think anything. Like they're not rock stars to me. Mm-hmm. They're my friends. Yeah. Um. I didn't realize how long. I just googled like they've been around. They've been around a long, a long time. time, like thirty years over. Yeah. As long as I've been playing guitar. Since 91-ish. 91? Also, I was one like... 91. Obviously, their name is specific. Um, It, it used to be yeah, Jack Kevorkian and the Suicide That's what Machines. I just I just saw that, yeah. Yeah, and then they that. took apart the... They took off the Jack Kevorkian part. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay Navarro, the lead singer, and then this guy, Dan. Uh, when, when I toured with them, those were the only original members. Mm-hmm. Um, after that tour... Okay, so I should say, like, oh, we became best friends, except for one guy, which was Dan. Okay. Um, because then we played a show with them mm-hmm. in Erie, Pennsylvania, where I grew up. And I and I came in, and I'm like, I, I go to the, the, the dressing room, mm-hmm. and there's Dan changing strings. I'm like, hey. And he's just like, hey. And I could tell he did not know who I was. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, cool. Hey, Rich, how you doing? Oh, man. So, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, big difference between that that and this the kind of ties into to um this song, but we'll get there in a little bit. Um so the end of the story of of Punk and Drublick day 2 mm. uh was a better lineup. Okay. Was a more stacked lineup. I think people may have uh gone to the second day and not the first day okay. because of how good the second day was in comparisons to the first day. Mhm see if i can pull up what it was i already forget i mean i know like the the four bands i'm trying to figure out the first couple bands because i'm bad at remembering things um yeah okay so the last gang which was a a ska band Mm -hmm. i i think they're from detroit maybe they're not maybe the last gang wasn't i forget uh mustard plug which we've played Mm -hmm. with a bunch of times um they're a ska band from detroit get dead played I don't remember what Get Dead played, but or what they sounded like. I've heard of them. Yeah, great band. And then, and then, like the timing where where it got really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Suicide Machines played at five. Um, put it, they always sound great. Mm-hmm. Uh, they know what they're doing. Um, Jay, lead singer, will actually like go into the audience. I'm like, you should just like, but it was a corded mic, so like, there's a guy uh, on yeah. stage holding the mic, the mic cable. Yeah. And I'm like, they should just give him a wireless mic. Yeah. That like, happened. I remember uh, a warp tour mm-hmm. seeing Gallows. Do you know Gallows? The name sounds like familiar. British. Mm-hmm. 
kind of hardcore punk. And the guy, the lead singer, just comes out in front of their stage. They didn't have like a ton of people at their thing, but like, yeah, but got down. He did most of the set, I think, like from the ground. There's a trumpet. There's a trumpet. (laughs) I bet he comes up here. Probably. Um, So they played great, sounded great. Jay gets down in the pit, as he always does, because even if they were at like the level of Foo Fighters, he would still be in the crowd Mm -hmm. because he's not, he's like working class dude. Mm -hmm. Um, Then the Bouncing Souls played. I wasn't in the, well, I mean, I was in the band when we toured with the the Bouncing Souls, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't on that tour because it was like, I joined and they're like, we have a tour in December or it was like oh, November, December. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I, I got to finish this semester. Mm. Like, let me figure it out. And then yeah. I wasn't able to figure it out. So I was like, okay, well, I guess you guys are playing without me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, but I'm not quitting. Uh, then the descendants, Nice. which the, the cool part about the descendants that I thought is the, the drummer of no effects. He goes by smelly. He sat and watched their drummer play. Mm-hmm. And the drummer, What's the name of the drummer? Bill Stevenson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he owns the Blasting Room, oh, which, okay. is, which is a recording studio yeah. in, in Fort Collins, Colorado. I, I, knew, I knew he was somebody. I just couldn't remember his oh, name. And so he's, he's, a, he's a producer. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I think he was in Black Flag at one point. That seems right. I don't well. really know. But also he's a very like revered drummer, besides all the producing stuff and everything. Like he's... Yeah. No, you know, so he's, that, he's cool. known. Yeah. He, it looked like he wasn't doing anything. Uh-huh. And he was like, da, 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 and he's just like, whatever, man, this looks, yeah. this is easy. Uh, he, he wears like over the ear headphones. Uh-huh. Um, so the descendants were great. Yeah. I've never seen them before, but it's just like, and then on, like, so they played Sunday night, but then on Monday on the Krista makes a podcast, uh, they talked about a song that, that Bill Stevenson wrote for, uh, it's called Clean Sheets. Um, he wrote the song, um, and he was on the podcast, so they talked to him. And he was talking about, like, I'm not really like a drummer's drummer. And he's he's kind of like a, like, he can figure out any instrument. You give him an hour, and mm-hmm. he'll figure something out and, and play for you, and it'll be pretty decent. Um, but it's, re- it's really interesting, like, his perspective of a bunch of things, and also, like, how he's grown. Because, like... Clean Sheets is, is about his girlfriend cheating on him. But then him thinking about it now is like, I was doing the same thing. Why mm-hmm. this is kind of misogynistic yeah. in his point of view. But like, if you listen to it, it's like, well, it could be anybody. It's not yeah. like it could be a girl. Like just cause it's sung by a man and, and, and written by a man doesn't make it like it's a man's song. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It was it that was part was really cool and then no effects comes out and yes yet again had a pee break halfway mm-hmm. through which is you needed it kids you yeah. needed it especially when you're pushing fifty late fifties I think yeah. I think Fat Mike's the the youngest and he's fifty six yeah I was gonna say they'd so, all be almost sixty yeah because they've been around for forty years oh right and even if they started when they were eighteen so I'm 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 pulling up their Wikipedia mm-hmm. but it's really funny because. Like the code is mentioned in this. Oh, <laughs> it's like the band played a show with the code on May twenty fifth, twenty eighteen, in Lawrenceville, PA, and announced that they were working on new material and returned to the new record. That's why did did the code write this? No, <laughs> but it's just funny that like we are like mm-hmm. in there, which is really really cool. Um, so past members, which are of note, so there's Dan, 
who who actually wrote the song that we're talking about today, and I'll I'll mention why uh, I know this. Um, Royce was there. I don't think they're definitely not their original bass player, but the bass player right before Rich joined the band. Okay. Um, and we've, we played shows with his other band called Blueprint 76. Okay. Um, but now he's a lawyer. Mm. So interesting. And then their first, let me look at this like line. Cause I think, um, where are you drummers? Eh, I wouldn't count that guy. <laughs> um, but Derek Grant, from Alkaline Trio. Oh, okay. Was their drummer for the first two records. And now Ryan V has been the drummer since then. Um so all 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 the great the great ones. Yeah. Um but this is off of a, a record called A Match in Some Gasoline that was recorded at the Blasting Room in Fort Collins, which I know that Rich was like really excited to to go work at. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if this is the record that I was hearing Jay talk about, but Jay Navarro had. I know that one of the one of them that they they recorded at the Blasting Room was like this is my favorite record. Hmm. Um, so I don't know if this is the one that because they recorded I think the next two at the Blasting Room okay. as well, which is um, Bill Stevenson's, Bill Stevenson's which, studio. Yeah. Oh my God. Off topic. So there's near our hotel that we stayed at in in columbus there was a gas station and then next to the gas station was a um state farm okay place and the guy's name was bill stevenson nice and i, I looked at him like oh that's cute but then like on sunday afterwards we went to that gas station to like get some snacks because it's late and mm-hmm. all we've been doing is drinking alcohol so it's like time to not drink alcohol and there were these kids and they were setting up a phone and i'm like i'm like we watch this and I'm just watching these kids. Like I know exactly what they're doing. They're setting up a phone, and then they're going to run across and be in front of the in under the sign that says Bill Stevenson, <laughs> and then be like, "That's cute." Yeah. Nice. Um. So, uh, where are we going with this? Uh. So high anxiety. Which, by the way, yes. When I sent you, yeah, the my two tunes. You sent me your two tunes first. Yeah. I sent you mine. And you, you don't usually ask this, but you're like in that order, yeah. like of the order that I sent, which is usually how we do it. We send them in the order yes. that we intend them to. Because I'm looking for connections sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I was and, like. And not knowing that today's connection is Michigan. Sure. But uh, I didn't understand why you asked that at first. Okay. And then I looked at, oh, this week, because we're recording two episodes back to back. This week you have a song called High Anxiety, and last week I had a song about panic attacks. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that's, I was like, oh, that's why he wants Yeah. I mean, you could have flip-flopped your order. I could have, but I didn't want to. Yeah. Um, So I was, so I, I have, uh, I got the, I have the numbers. I'm famous. (laughs) Um, So I, I had asked, I asked Rich, I'm like, hey, do you want me to mention anything in here? And Rich didn't really have anything fun (laughs) to say. So boo rich. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Hey, uh, da, 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 da. Oh, that's something different. Um, so I'm like, Hey, I'm doing this and or I'm doing this song. And, and it's like, it's like, and he's like, I don't have, I don't have anything. Uh, all I remember is Ryan laughed at my baseline when I demoed it. Oh, know? and, and he, he dug it. Ryan's the drummer. If, uh-huh. if. So Ryan dug, but it made him laugh. Uh-huh. And then he's like, Dan wrote it. So I don't have anything to add. And I'm like, and I'm like, Oh wait, Dan wrote it. And I, I had just texted Jay as well. Uh And I'm like, crap, maybe, maybe that, but then 
uh, Jay was very, very forthcoming about that. Um, but it's about, it's, it's Dan's perspective of, of, um, Jay had a, had a panic attack mm-hmm. and, and Dan saw this and wrote a song about it. Mm-hmm. And apparently Dan did this a lot where he would write songs about the other members of the band. Interesting. And like their problems because like. Was that his way of deflecting from his own? Problems? Maybe. Possibly. Or, or also l- processing his own. Uh, but, but it's easier to do it through the lens of somebody else maybe. Yeah. So it's like there was in like, oh yeah, man, there's some very mean songs in there, especially about Royce and Derek, which mm-hmm. sucks, which I'm like, yeah, that does. Like, why are you writing mean songs about your friends? Mm-hmm. Like they should be helpful. Um, And then wait, is there, where's that song? Maybe that's on the next record. There's another song called break the glass, which they play a bunch, which apparently is also um, about Jay, which I think is kind of like, anyways um this song's about having a panic attack okay and then when you really listen to it it's kind of like yeah of course it is yeah but i think it's cool i i i think that people could listen to it and like be like that guy knows what i'm going through mm-hmm. oh for sure so. great baseline by the way yes doesn't make me laugh makes me smile <laughs> it's good it's a good baseline how do, go you, how do you categorize these guys scott punk okay Scott or, without or, Scott or, without the horns. I think there's actually it's the same as what we are like what the code is, which okay. I think it might be like Scottcore. Okay, I think that's what 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 like they, this tune especially feels very ska. Yeah, just minus the horn. It's like Catbite in a way. Like although they're a no more cat, Catbite is not Catbite is like more more to the ska, ska side yeah, of things yeah, yeah. Thing. I, maybe i'm just equating the the no horns thing but yeah like you don't need horns to have a ska band sure um i'm gonna i need to look this up real quick but one of the things i was gonna i, I said about the baseline like i actually when i was listening to it i was like man that's a good baseline and i was like man ska baselines are they're the best they're up there with some of the best baselines you know what i mean like funk tunes you think about baselines yeah certain r&b tunes and stuff but so, like Scott tunes. So according to Bad Time Records, mm-hmm. because they made a Scottcore playlist. Okay. And we're on it. And I'm like, oh, are we Scottcore? <laughs> so we're Scottcore. So sure. Ska hardcore. Okay. And Suicide Machines, I think, would fit into that as yeah. well. Because like there's there's some songs that are just like, Rah! Yeah. Um, this is not. This is a very kind of upbeat, more towards the Ska than the, than the core. Yeah. That's Jay, and then I believe that's Dan. This is listen to the baseline, man. Oh, it's I good. know. Good job, Rich. <laughs> Rich is a great bass player. Yeah. Like, he really is. I like the little cymbal work stuff thing. The, the band is so good. Yeah. Like, I need to, I need they, to they're, get the, into them, for sure. Ryan is great. Rich is great. Malik, the new guitar player, is great. Sometimes I wake up in the middle. 
Blink-182 Rabbit. <laughs> In Jenko jeans. I dig it. And then, we'd go, then they would probably go into like a really like... Yeah, because it's all over the place. Like, yeah. like, Well, it's not all over the place, but it's definitely from like this type of stuff to um to to hardcore yeah things and this this album a gas and uh what is it a match in gasoline and some mm-hmm. gasoline is like that's like it was like their political the yeah, first i mean just look at the cover yeah yeah and then the next record which is actually my favorite okay. um uh war profits war profiteering is killing us all um, the longest song I'm looking at the times, uh, 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 yeah, the, the longest song is five minutes, but like the next longest song under that is, is two minutes and 38 seconds. And if you look at this, most of them are a minute something <laughs> like they're all just like yeah. really fast. Let me te- like yell and scream at you. Yeah. Uh, and that long song is like, I went on tour for 10 years and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. And that's, that was kind of like a, a, like I'm, I'm quitting this. Like I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, song, and and a lot of the songs on that record, because it was written after I had met them. Mm-hmm. I I know some of the stories of of what they're about. Oh, okay. So like, uh, there's a song. I I, I want to say it's this one. Uh, Ghost Ghost on the Sunset Strip. I was at that show that this that that Jay is talking about. So Jay there was a guy that came up to him and, and they were friends back in Detroit and they're like, mm-hmm. Oh, Hey, how you doing? Like, I haven't seen you in forever. And it's like, yeah, man. And he was like addicted to dr- drugs and, and living on skid row. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, I, I saw that. Yeah. So like, I, I kind of like the song itself. I, I know it. Yeah. Or at least I think I know it. Sure. Maybe, I, maybe I don't know anything, yeah. but a lot of the songs are just like the, the title of the song <laughs> Tells you all you need to know. Tells you all you need to know. Well, it's like, so there's a 17%, 18 to 25. And, and that's like, I, I why do why want to think? I forget what it's about now. I can't think. It seems like a demographic. It, it, it is. But like, then the, like the chorus is like 70%, 18 to 25, 70%, 18. And then war, war profiteering is killing us all. Yeah. That That's the, like the the hook of the song is just that said yeah. over and over again. It's kind of, um, I think we were talking about this last week, uh, the adolescence, all their songs are like the name of the, of the oh, song you just say that is you just say yeah. that over and over again. Yeah. So, but those, those songs are really, really cool. And I remember rich talking about, um, 
so there's a, a part where it's like on a bass at one point mm-hmm. and then the bass switches to like a a moog 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 okay um so and he's like dude there's no bass on that it's all it's all like synth the moog yeah the mogger foger mooger fooger yeah nice anyways yeah that they were both recorded at the blasting room nice. wait so blasting room blasting room and then and then they did revolution spring which was um their most recent record released in 2020 in march yeah so the perfect timing to release release records um and it was released on fat records and still continues to go down like political um social topics yeah like flint hostage crisis oh water the water in flint yeah still yeah right yeah but we can spend millions finding idiots at the bottom of the ocean did you see yeah they're adding their names to the like titanic memorial fuck fuck that yeah i the i think i shared it but it was the thing of like imagine if you went to the 9-11 memorial and then just kill yourself and you or you like fell you fell in like the reflecting pool and drowned and then they added your name to the thing (laughs) oh my god like that's that's basically yeah that's that's uh that's some bullshit right there yeah so if you like this podcast (laughs) hey to end on something non-bad uh we've talked about movies sometimes you saw across the spider-verse yeah i did not see it the second time though okay really like we talked about it we did i I couldn't remember did you have you seen uh you still haven't seen the flash nope uh have you seen transformers rise of the beast yes yes i have i I saw that yesterday i thought it's pretty good i think it is a pretty transformers like it's yeah for a transformers movie it's a pretty good one it's pretty good did you know i'm gonna say friend of the podcast meaning somebody that we've talked about on the podcast (laughs) friend of the podcast tobey and wingway okay is in it He's in it. He's the guy with the Twizzlers. Oh, nice. That's him. Because I kept looking at him. I'm like, this guy looks so familiar, but I can't place I it. I love that it's like, that's how you describe him, and I know exactly who you're talking about. The guy with the Twizzlers. Yeah, the guy, that, that tells you all you need to know. I can't remember what his, his character's name was like, I don't even know. Yeah. I saw it in the thing, because I was like, oh, who was that guy? Because I was trying to like look at who did some of the voices and stuff, too. I didn't hate Pete Davidson as much as I thought I would. Yeah, I mean, you could when tell. I, when I, well, no, I knew I knew it was him. Like, I knew going in that he, was, he voiced Mirage, but I was like, oh, I'm going to hate this. And I didn't, it wasn't the best, but I didn't hate it. But, um, but yeah, he was, he was the guy. But I remember now seeing on his Instagram that he was like at the premiere and stuff, but I thought it was just because he had a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which he did. Reek. Reek. There you go. I was like, I knew, I, I, I almost wanted to say Smelly, but I was like, no, that's the term <laughs> from FX. Um, Close. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, but that was him. But anyway, the other thing I liked about that movie was the '90s hip hop soundtrack. Yeah, well, it takes place, so like, no, 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 I know. To but put you yeah, into no, I that. get it. No, I know. But yeah. I thought that was cool. But then, but then, all of a sudden, in that one battle scene, it's like the Tobey and Wingray song, <laughs> mm-hmm. which was like, oh, yeah, this is modern, which was cool though. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't put that together that he was like in, I, in the movie. I didn't realize that and until we were there because. Caprica wanted to see it and was like, uh-huh. I want to see this movie. He's like, all right, let's go. Whatever. Yeah. I didn't realize it was a prequel. And also I didn't realize that it's like, oh, it's the direct prequel to or the direct to sequel Bumblebee. to Bumblebee. Bumblebee sort of reset the yeah. Transformers timeline. 
And now, spoiler alert for Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. GI Joe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually knew about that ahead of time. I wasn't planning on seeing it. Yeah. I wasn't sure because I was like, I'm sure I'll like it because I generally like those movies. You know, like yeah, yeah. like them enough. You know, like mm-hmm. the like good popcorn movie, whatever. Um, and so I listened to the Weekly Planet. I listened to them talk about it. Usually I'll skip over when mm-hmm. they talk about a movie that I want to see. Like when they did The Flash, I skipped over it until I saw The Flash. Because mm-hmm. I didn't want anything spoiled or whatever. But I was like, Transformers, like one, I'm sure nothing really that major is going to happen and be spoiled for me, even if I do see it. And yeah. two, I don't know if I'm going to see it. And so they had talked about the G.I. Joe thing. And so I knew that that was coming. But again, that wasn't that... Yeah, I mean it's it's like crazy. Oh, everything. It, it's it's like a post credit scene. It was also funny that they like open up into that like yeah hangar, and there's like nothing in there. <laughs> That's what the guys on the Weekly Planet were saying. We're like, what is that? They open up to like nothing. It's like an em- it wasn't empty. It wasn't as empty as they described it, it. But they were working on like one thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there were some like computer servers, yeah, yeah. and then it was just empty. Empty. It it you know what it was? I was like was that supposed to be like impressive? It, it like, was. It was the it was the prison. Uh, the underwater prison thing from um, um, Andor. What? Okay, you saw Andor. Yeah. Yes. So you know, like where they're working. Yeah. But like, there's like a, a an elevator that goes down to the floor. Yeah. That's what that was. But they were clearing it out to like make room for GI Joe. Sure. <laughs> for all their toys. Yes, for all their toys. If they're gonna but do GI Joe, by the way, yeah. I want it to be like cartoon accurate. What does like, that mean? like ridiculous costumes and like not just everybody in like black leather and but that was the one girl she was that she way. can be that but everybody else <laughs> i want in like vivid 90s 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 outfits like okay. 90s 90s gi joe accurate gi joe is from the 80s dude the cartoon the cartoons from the 80s either way i want i want that yeah when toys when when toys made cartoons toys are toys I will often reference. I will often reference. Well, not anymore because kids don't understand it. But you know the old GI Joe toys were like the torso was just like a solid thing, but yeah. then like it could rotate. Yeah, the like hip. on the hips because there mm-hmm. was like a yeah, like a rubber band or yep. whatever. That's I should find like an old GI Joe toy mm-hmm. for marching band purposes. It's, it's oh, because when kids are marching, it's the same as old He Man toys. As yeah, well. yeah. Uh, He-Man did the same He-Man thing. He-Man was more plastic, though. Like, more. No, no, but it's like a, it's, it still rotates yeah, at the waist. And but then, that's what I want like, to, you, to you, like, demonstrate to these kids when they're marching, especially when you're doing, like, angled marching and stuff, <laughs> is, like, your hips have to rotate separate from your upper body. Yeah. Or upper body has to rotate separate. Yeah, yeah. Like, like they're, think of them as, like, totally disconnected ideas that just happen to be connected in the middle. Like, Let's look for a seven-foot-tall gi joe <laughs> no even just if i had a little one like i could just like twist and show and yeah. so anyway if you like this podcast please subscribe yeah and share it and share it tell your friends um if you really dig it you could follow us on instagram and then if you really really dig it you could come join the conversations over at our discord, discord which is linked in the description i love how i'm pointing down like mm-hmm. like people can see it's what i'm doing below it's linked below. below what in the show notes yeah. Depending on where you get it from. I have a interesting new podcast that I just got into. Yeah. It's called Witches of Scotland. Okay. And it's one person's a lawyer and one person's like a writer and historian and stuff. And they're basically it. So they started it in 2020. So I'm like catching up. Um, but their whole mission is to get 
a public pardon for all of the people who were accused of witchcraft in in Scotland. Okay. Like the thousands of people and also have like a public memorial. But then they also talk about like the history and every episode they But would, if I go there and I drown. Do I We're get trying any? to get away from that <laughs> stupidness. But no, it's really interesting and then they talk to different people who have like different histories and different things and stuff and perspectives. It's it's really interesting so far. I'm like 10 episodes in. They have like 70 maybe they don't do it like all the time but it's 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 fascinating also i like the accent <laughs> cool thanks for listening oh where are you is that it is that, that is it, it. we're is done that it bye bye